All right. Are you ready for the word this morning? Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 4 through 9. It is in the Version app. The scripture will be up on the top, um, on the screens. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, out of the New King James Version. It says it this way, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, there is any virtue... And if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And when you do this, it's what it says, the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. I want to talk to you this morning on, over the subject, cancel the noise. Cancel the noise. I remember when I found out about noise-canceling headphones. One of the coolest days. I, I still remember I was at the George Bush Airport in, in, in Houston. It was during a time when I was traveling quite often, and I came across them. They're particularly useful if you've never owned them. Uh, they're particularly useful when you want to tune in and, and concentrate and focus specifically on what you're trying to listen to. And, and you're trying to block everything else out. You're trying to cancel all the noise that is around you. Um, you're trying to just tune in on what is taking place, on what you're trying to hear, on what you're trying to digest. Uh, and get rid of all the distractions. Some of you parents in this place have natural noise-canceling abilities. Did you hear what the kids say? What they say? Yesterday I was able, I had a conversation with Desiree's cousin. There was four kids playing Nerf gun war right next to us, and I didn't miss a beat. I heard every word that he said, and I could repeat it to you verbatim. It's a gift. What can I say? Some of you parents have that, but the truth is that these are extremely useful, that these noise-canceling headphones are, are great in louder environments. Uh, they're great in louder environments. They block everything out that could distract you, that wants to come and just shift your attention. And can I tell you that just as there's noise in the natural, there's also noise in the spiritual. Just as there's noise that wants to distract you and I, as we're focusing on a task, as we're trying to get some information, as we're trying to listen to a worship song, whatever that is, there is noise in the natural that would want to distract us. Our world is full of it. Our world is full of it. And I can't even begin to uh, go into details because you, you, read the new, you read the newspaper or you watch the news. There is noise that wants to divert your destiny. There is noise that wants to come and question and want to be able to have us contemplate and look at everything that is going on. 
And, and the question that, that often comes is, is, is this noise trying to have us focused on the wrong things? That it's trying to focus, have us focus on negative things. So I want to help someone this morning turn the page. I want to help you turn the page and, and maybe open a new chapter in your life. Um, maybe someone that has been susceptible to the distractions of this life. Someone that has been uh, just prone to be able to be easily distracted so that you could focus on your God-given calling. So that you could focus on your God-given purpose. And so that you could focus on your God-given destiny. Because the truth is there's always going to be noise. The truth is there's always going to be noise and there's always going to be voices that, that want to gather our attention. I remember hearing this quote that said, inside of me there are two dogs. One is mean and evil and the other is good. And they fight against each other all the time. And when they asked him which one wins, he replied and said, the one that I feed the most. The one that I feed the most. What are you feeding yourself? What am I feeding myself? What are we feeding ourselves? Paul is writing this letter that we know to the church in Philippi. It's the first church that he founded in Macedonia. And, and it is what's known as one of his last epistles. And it is known as an epistle of joy. He's at the end of his life. He has seen a whole lot. He has been able to experience a whole lot. He's at the end. And not only that... But we, we know that he is chained up, perhaps chained to a guard. He, he's in prison, but yet he's writing about joy. He is, in, he is in probably one of the worst conditions, far worse than any of us in this place today, but yet he is talking about joy. He writes a book where the central theme is joy, where he tells the church, rejoice 19 times. He, he is quoted, he is saying rejoice 12 times. He talks about remember what God has done for you. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. It, can I tell you that there is power in remembering what he has done for us. It, it reminds us of his faithfulness. It reminds us of his goodness. It reminds him that he has our best interest in mind. Twelve times he talks about that. Ten times he talks and references what we're thinking about. What thoughts are we letting come into our mind? And what thoughts are we entertaining? What thoughts are we letting just stay there? Uh, for some time. And, and what I love about this picture is because I, I can see it in my mind, the way I at, least, at least I envision it. He's chained up. He is chained up. He's, he is in there, but yet he's saying, but rejoice. He's going through something difficult, but rejoice. And then he says, again, I say, rejoice. Can I challenge you this morning that if Paul can do it, we can do it? Can I tell you this morning that if Paul was able to say rejoice in the Lord always, not just for the things that I'm happy about, not just for the things that make me feel good, but he said rejoice in the Lord always. I have to rejoice in him that if Paul could do it, let me say it one more time, we 
can do it. No, I know that everything is not perfect. Yes, there's problems. Yes, there's difficulties. Yes, there's stressful situations. But I have to make up my mind that I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. That I'm going to say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Are people going to be upset at me? Absolutely. If pe- are people going to come against me? Absolutely. Are people going to falsely accuse me? Absolutely. Are people going to doubt me and question me? Absolutely. But you know what? This is the day that the Lord has made. It may not go the way I want it. I may run out of gas. I may run out of money for that moment. But this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I have to wake up in the morning saying, I'm going to have a good day. If he put breath in my lungs, uh, there's going to be a song of prayer on my lips. I'm going to sing about his goodness. I've made up my mind. I choose joy. It's about making that choice to choose it. James put it this way. He says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Though I am going through something, Hallelujah. Though I'm facing something, I have a joy that surpasses my circumstance. I have a joy that surpasses my challenge. I'm facing something today, but I'm still blessed. I'm still highly favored. My trial doesn't determine my joy. My circumstance doesn't determine my joy. No, my joy comes from the Lord. His word says that his joy is my strength. That that is why I'm able to hold it together and keep on going to face another day. Because his joy is my strength. Because I have my goal. I have my eye on the goal and and on the prize that comes. And it says this, for... You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, he says, James says, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's a promise for you today. That's a promise for us today. So Paul loves these people so much that he wants them to think about the right things. He knows the challenges that they're facing. He knows what they're going through. But he wants them to focus on the right things. And he tells them this. He says, you saw this in me. You saw me be an example of this. And then he says, and that the God of peace will be with you. We need some peace in our lives. I need some peace in my life. You need some peace in your life. We need some stillness. We, we need a moment where we can just reflect and, and just know what his word says that says, be still and know that I am God. We need in a world that is constantly moving, in a life that is constantly moving and constantly going, that we could just be still and know that he is God. And I need to know that my security only comes from him. It doesn't come from what I can do, but it comes from him. And he, he, he writes to me and he understands what it is to constantly be facing something. He, he knows what it's like. He knows the circumstance and he knows the setbacks. But he says we need the God of peace. That the God of peace. He says that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would guard your hearts and your minds. And then he said, and when you think of these things, he says, then the God of peace will be with you. Why? Because in life it's so easy to drift. 
It's so easy to drift. I shared this example in our small group that when you're, for example, when you enter into the beach water, that salt water, and you start in one place and you're just in there, and all of a sudden you find yourself drifting away, and when, by the time you know it, when you look up, you're a lot further away from the shore than when, than when you first started. It is so easy. And, and just as that happens to us in real life, can I tell you that our minds do that? Where they begin to drift, and one thought turns into another thought. And one thought turns into another thought. You started here, but now you find yourself further away. Sounds a lot like life sometimes that we just drift, we end up somewhere that we didn't start. We end up somewhere that we didn't start off. And by the time you look up and you say, where, where am I? This is not where I started. I had this dream. I had this goal for my life. I had this plan, but this is where I'm at. I had this hope. I had this vision for my life, but this is where I'm at. Things didn't work out, and all of a sudden we find ourselves drifting. We, find, we look up and we're, where has my life gone? What have I done? But life has taken you in a direction that you hadn't planned on taking. It takes you in a direction that you hadn't planned on going in. And so often in life, so often in life we say, we thought we were going to stay in this spot. I'm going to stay in this spot right here in my family, in my marriage, in my job. But all of a sudden, we find ourselves drifting and we find ourselves further from where we once started. And you tell yourself, it doesn't make sense. And you question, how, how did I get here? How did I get here? Paul writes to the Philippians and and he has some experience dealing with this. He knows a little bit about this. And he says, I'm going to share with you just some things that I have seen helpful perhaps in my life is, is what he's thinking. He, but he shares some things, some routine things that as the undercurrent of this world comes against us and when negative situations begin to impact us that we could, that want to get into our mind, that want to flood our mind, that we could get to a place where we're able to cancel the noise. We're able to just cancel everything that is around us and be able to focus on what God is saying. Maybe in this moment, maybe this morning today, there are some of us that can say, I've been drifting. Maybe there's some of us that have drifted in, in, in just a few things, maybe some of us in more than others, and we know what the pull of pain does to us. Some of the things that come to us that just try to get us off track and just try to distract us and try to, fo try to focus on the wrong things, the drift in your mind when you think of things that you shouldn't. The drift in your mind and in your heart, that the, the lies that the enemy would want us to believe, telling us things that aren't true about our lives and telling us things that aren't true about our marriages and telling us things that aren't true about our family and our children, telling us things that are not true about our future, the countless things that are going on that seem to be pulling us in every which direction, the strains of relationships, maybe the past hurts, those things that come at us that can over 
overwhelm us. Paul knows how to deal with the negative thoughts that want to come into our minds and want to find a home in our minds, a permanent residence. And he encourages the church in Philippi. He encourages the church and he says, finally, we have to set our mind on these things. It's about making this choice to be able to cancel what the world is saying and what society is saying and what everyone else is thinking, but focus our attention on this. And I'm so grateful that God's word gives us something to keep our minds in the right spot. I'll say that one more time. I'm so grateful that God's word gives us something to be able to keep our mind in the right spot, that when my mind wants to drift and think of what is think of everything that is going on in my life, that I could come back to his word and be able to focus and concentrate and be centered on that. Because it's crazy how our minds work that that we could binge on a thought. It doesn't just happen with Netflix. It doesn't just happen with TV. No, your mind can binge on a thought. And that's what occupies you and what worries you from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep at night. Sometimes it wakes you up in the middle of the night and sometimes there's some uneasiness in our lives. Can can I tell you this morning that 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 comes to us and it's easy for us to try to binge on that, but I I wanna challenge you this morning, I wanna encourage you with God's word that it doesn't have to be like that. Maybe that's been what your life has been the, the past few years, the past few months, the past few weeks. Whatever your circumstance and whatever your situation is that you have binged on negative thoughts and it has started to form who you are and you've started to believe the lies of the enemy. We come against that in Jesus' name. I come against that in Jesus' name that, we, that, those bin, that you get in the groove of those negative thoughts and that we need something to get us out of that groove. And it is his word. So, so he says, let me give you something, church in Philippi, to get you out of that. Because there's a right place to put your mind. There's a right place to put your mind. Because how many know there's a wrong place to put your mind? There's a wrong place to put your mind. And Paul shares just a few things that help us keep our mind in check. Just to help us keep our minds in check, that we would be able to just reflect in his word some routine things. Or let me put it this way, some spiritual maintenance that we could do daily. When thoughts want to come and flood our minds, that we would be able to come back to his word. And Paul says this, he says, whatever is true. It's the first thing he says, whatever is true. Can I tell you that truth is under attack today? Truth is under attack today. Absolute truth. I'm talking about his word. His word is truth. John told Jesus, he said, the words that you speak, they're life. And they are truth. Let me put it this way. The Bible is still true today. Doesn't matter what the world says. The Bible is still true today. The Bible is still what we stand on. The Bible is still what we stand on. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. 
nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by a river of living waters that brings forth its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And everything that he does shall prosper. I have to meditate on his word because his word is true. Your word have I hid in my heart that I would not sin against you. His word is true. His word still has power. His word still has authority. It has all the authority. Whatever is true. So when those negative thoughts come your way, you have to check it against God's word. Nope, God's word does not say that. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Noble means honest, honorable, decent. Think on things that are noble, eternal things. Think of things like helping others, serving others, serving others things that magnify God. Are we thinking of things that are true? Are we thinking of things that are noble? Then he says, you got to think of things that are just. The word just, which calls for justice. Because at the end of the day, we're going to have to give account for our lives. Every single one of us. So if I could sum this up, it's do the right thing and do right by others. Do the right thing. Let's do what's right, whatever is just. Are we thinking about, so when a thought comes, would this be right? Would this be right? That's how I have to check. I have to fact check the thought that comes and says, is this true? Is this noble? Is this just? And then he says, think of things that are pure. Another word for pure is holy, godlike, uncontaminated. Uncontaminated. What are we letting into our lives? What, what am I letting into my spirit? And what am I letting into my heart? Can I encourage you this morning? Don't eat from the garbage can of this world. Don't eat from the garbage can of this world because stinking thinking equals stinking living. Watch the intake of your life. Watch what's coming in. Let's watch what's coming in because just like that, a song can put us in a bad mood. A song could put us in a depressed state, in a lonely state, what are we letting in to our spirits? What are we watching? Watch the eye. We have to watch the eye gate of our lives. My, watching what comes into, I have to be careful what comes into my life. You have to be careful what comes into your life because there's always going to be something that wants to take us to a bad place in life, in our minds. But we have to be able to no, and say, this is not, this is not pure. Whatever is lovely, then he says. Whatever is lovely. Think of what is lovely. Here are some essentials Paul is saying to protect your mind. Whatever, think of things that are lovely, that something that calls forth love, something that can bless others, something that can help others. I'm here to serve you. How can I help? Think of things that we can do. Think of those things. So he says, 
and think of things of good report. Think of things of good report. So when, you're, when negative thoughts want to come your way, is it true? Is it noble? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it a good report? Let's let the report of our lives be pleasing to God. Amen. Let's let the report of our, of our lives be pleasing to God. That every word and every conversation, every text message, every phone call, are we letting it be of good report? There's a good scripture in Revelations that coincides with this, and it says this, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's a good report. And they did not love their lives to the death. You have a report. Our lives are a report. You have a testimony. Our lives are a testimony. We have the incredible opportunity to be a billboard for God, to be able to let others see God through our lives is what that means. It doesn't mean that everything is perfect. It doesn't mean that everything has been perfect in our lives. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. No, it doesn't mean that, but it means that we have been redeemed. It does mean that we are being sanctified. It does mean that, that that's a process that God is taking us to. Do we, make, do we make mistakes? Absolutely. But we get back up. It, it means that life will knock us down and circumstances will knock us down and challenges will knock us down. But we get back up again. And I want to tell you this morning, maybe you have had some stinking thinking, but you can get back up again. You can close that chapter. You can turn the page and you can let a new season in life come. I want you to know that he that begun a good work in us, he is faithful to complete it. I want to remind you today that he is faithful to complete it, that we will not believe the lies of the enemy, that when thoughts and, and negative perspectives want to come our, our way, that we would always come to God's word and what God says about us, that we are blessed, that we are forgiven, that we are restored, that we are loved, that we are redeemed, that we are protected. And when you do this, Paul says, then the God of peace is going to be with you. Struggling, yes, but he's with me. Going through loneliness, yes, but he's with me. Frustrated, yes, but he is with me. Going through a heartache, yes, but he is with me. And because he's with me, everything can be okay. That's what he says. I'm going to be with you. So I want to tell you today, Impact City Church, you may be going through a dark season. You may be going through loneliness, but he is with you. He is with you. When you do this, that's what he says, when you do this, when I, when I check it against God's word, when I do this, when I, when I, uh, that's all the tasks that I have. I'm going to think of things that are pure, think, think of things that are noble, think of things that are true, think of things that are of a good report, think of, think of things that are just. When I 
do this, God says, I'll be with you. The God of peace will be with you. When you think of these things, and because he's with us, that changes everything. And because he's with us, that changes everything. He is with me. He is with me. Worship team, will you join me? So my, the question as I close is what are we feeding ourselves? What are we letting in? What's our intake? What's the intake of my life? What am I listening to? What am I focusing on? What, what I have to get to a point where I just say, you know what, this is what God's word says. And this is what I'm going to hold on to. There are times in life that you constantly have to think, what are you thinking of? I have to ask myself, what are you thinking of? And I have to be reminded of what God says in his word. There's a, there's a cool song that we're going to play a, a clip of. That I, Check this out. What, what am I telling myself? Yeah. Grace rewrote my story. Did Grace rewrite your story? This is my testimony. This is my testimony. That's what I have to tell myself. That, that he raised me from the dead. I was dead spiritually, but Jesus walked in and changed everything. He gave me beauty for ashes. Yeah. He gave me a garment of praise for the cloak of heaviness that was over my life. I, I, I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a, but now look at me. I'm not perfect, but I'm on my way to heaven because Jesus is Lord of my life. This is my test. That's what I have to tell myself. That's what I have to tell myself. That's what I have to tell myself. So what have you been letting in your mind? And watch, watch the way this song ends. Hey, I'm still breathing. Greater things are still to come. Do you believe it for your life today? If you're not dead, he's not done. That he's still working. That there's still hope. If I'm not dead, he's not done. I want to tell you, Impact City Church, he's not done in your life. He's not done in your life. He's still working. I got to believe that greater things are still to come. That the best is yet to come. I got to believe that. I got to believe that. So this Eve, this morning... I have to tell myself, I have to remind myself because we're, we're imperfect. We're imperfect, but I have to remind myself if, if I'm not dead, he's not done. Greater things are still to come. I have to let that thought come into my mind. I have to let that word saturate my spirit. I have to let that word saturate my mind. I have to let that be the way I live because I'm going to, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. There's always going to be people that there's always going to be things. There's always going to be just life that will try to bring us down and try to get us to think on the negative. But I want to challenge you this morning. Let's, 
let's turn the page today. Let's turn the page today and let's focus on what God says. I'm going to focus on what he tells me. I'm going to focus on what he challenges me to do. I'm going to focus on what he says about me. Yeah, they may have their opinion about me. They may have their opinion about you. But what does he say about me? He, he says you're a royal priesthood. He says you're a chosen generation. He says you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. That we would show forth the praises of him who has called us. So no matter what you're going through today, I pray peace. I pray joy. No matter what you're facing, I pray the tranquility that only comes from God, that we would just redirect our mind, that we would just shift our minds in the, in the way of what God's Word says, and that we would let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts, that we would let the God of peace just be with us and give us the assurance that, you know what, yeah, there's always going to be things that are imperfect, but He's with me, and I have peace in my life, and I can lay my head down on my pillow at night and know that he loves me and I'm confident in that and I'm secure in that in what his word says about me right now father I thank you right now father I thank you for peace I thank you for joy I thank you for stillness I thank you for what your word brings in our lives that this world cannot bring I thank you for what your word brings to us that we can't find in, in life, in the circumstances of life. God, I thank you for your joy that is the strength of our lives. I thank you for the peace that is flooding our hearts and our minds right now. God, right now, if there's any negative thought that has tried to make its home in our minds, right now we come against it in Jesus' name. We declare your word to be true. We declare your word right now in every, in every life, over every heart, over every mind. Right now, I thank you. I thank you because anxiety, I thank you because the uneasiness that we felt the restlessness that we have felt right now, God, we, we declare it gone in Jesus' name. We declare your word to be true. We believe, we choose to believe your report. We choose to believe your report. We choose to believe what you say about us. Right now, God, help us every moment, every season, every trial, every challenge that we would be able to come to your word and meditate on that that we would be able to come to your word and think on that right now in Jesus name with every head bowed and every eye closed if you're in this place today and you need to receive the forgiveness of God carrying shame carrying pain you feel it, and the Lord has his arms open wide for you today, saying, I'm here. He says, I'll take, I'll take it from you. I'm happy to take it 
from you right now. He says, I'll give, if you'll give it to me. If that's you today, if you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life, this is the day right now. I want to take that first step. I want to invite you to just raise your hand right where you're at. Raise your hand right where you're at. Why don't you pray this prayer with me? Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. Change me. I surrender my life completely to you. Thank you for setting me free. Be the Lord of my life. Let me live the life you died to give me. In Jesus' name, amen. Could we give God praise for everyone that received him today? I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to come at this moment. And we just want to make ourselves available to you. We want you to know that you don't have to pray for what you're praying for by yourself. There is power in connecting. There is power in coming into agreement. And God today wants to do an incredible work in your life. I, I don't doubt it for one bit. You're carrying a burden. You're carrying a circumstance that's coming against your family, your home, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like. Why don't you believe today? Why don't you believe that God can work through it? God can work through your difficulty and God can work through your shortcoming. God can work through it all. So right now, Father, we thank you. Once again, we come before you. We lay our burdens at your feet. We lay our shortcomings at your feet. We lay our failures, God, right now at your feet. God, we, we ask you right now that you work through the difficulties that we're facing. Right now that you would work through the impossibilities that have been stacked against us. Right now, God, that you would do a great work. Right now, we thank you for doors that are going to open. We thank you, God, for opportunities that are going to present themselves. We thank you right now for healing. We thank you for blessings. We thank you for your goodness that is going to just sustain us and hold us. We thank you for your grace that is enough for us right now, God. But right now, this prayer request that we have on our hearts, right now the prayer request that we have in our minds, God, we right now, we bring it to you and we ask that you do what only you can do. Right now, in Jesus' name, do what only you can do.